Okay. Had a little uh, technical difficulty there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. As it always happens. <laughs> anyway. Okay. We were talking about what? Do you remember? Um. Oh, reaching, sorry, reaching the... Yeah, like a, a community. A, or, a community, okay. too. Yes. Now, it's something I just wanted to try. I There's, like, forums and stuff. There's, I'm not the only classical guitar yeah, yeah. for this, right? There's forum, I'm just not a forum guy. Like, I, you know, so some people like that kind of a platform. I enjoy podcasts. Yeah. I'm and a... I, I just, I actually, I actually kind of like what it's become. I, I've kind of enjoyed talking. Uh, I assume people like it. I, I the the feedback I have gotten has been yes. Well, that's the best part but, of the uh, podcast. If they don't, they can just not listen. You know. Yeah, I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know. So, uh, I did. You know, I did kind of back myself into a corner where I made a podcast that's dependent on other people's submissions. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? If it uh, that's okay because I it's been fun and if it's not something, it's not something I do as frequently as I expected to. Right. I it may change, you know. I may, I I don't want to rebrand it. I right. I don't really want to change it, but I there might be podcasts where uh, maybe you and I get together and we just BS. I and you know because I I it costs money to to have the right the stuff going. You know, it's not a lot, but it's like yeah, I got I'm you. paying for it. I might as well put something out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's I funny. You. I was actually going to do an episode and I was going to just feature another one of my pieces and then I got a submission like just uh, like oh, perfect cool. timing. Nice. So we were going to do this anyway. Yeah. Uh, I had talked to you and then I said, "Hey, I got a submission." Like so I actually have a um but I was telling you earlier that uh you know, I I like I li- I'm a sports fan and I listen to some sports podcasts uh but i don't care for ones that just talk sports yeah i don't want to listen to a guy come in and talk about like how good this tom brady's throwing mechanics are i like it when they get off the rails yeah yeah and like like, there's one time a guy like he was talking about high school in the 80s and he he compared iron maiden fans to hockey fans (laughs) (laughs) it's like that spoke to you it spoke directly as a hockey fan and an iron maiden (laughs) fan it just i I was like yes but he's like you know that's how they are they like their thing you know it's like uh, i like stuff like that so i i'm glad that we got off the rails today and i want to get off the rails even more yeah well so i've actually i i have something Oh, okay. And I gave you a heads up about, you know, I didn't tell you what exactly, but... Uh, you just said there would be a, a surprise, basically. Yeah. So, I think, uh, I hope we've done something helpful yeah, and for I, the listeners. Yeah. Um, if if you watch, if you do get feedback from anyone who, uh, you know, like would like what? more specific information, like we, we're scratching surface on that, yeah. you know, based on what how your listeners respond... You know, we can really get into the weeds on a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, totally. You know, I would just hope that the the we process need. of recording isn't like a barrier for people not to. You know, I agree. I I think the summary is get a mic, get something cheap, and practice recording. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> and uh, and then send it to me. Yeah, so send it to Chris episode. so we can uh, so we can uh, show it off. Yeah. So Parker, I I, I got to. I, I'd say we've become very good friends. Uh, from working to when you work with somebody you're with them all day long yeah you're either gonna grow to hate them or love them so you know it's like uh i, like I spend more time with you than my family yeah <laughs> yeah know? a shared sentiment where it's like I don't, I don't even know how long it's been a few years that we've worked together now yeah uh, but i remember one of the things that we initially hit it off with was so we communicate uh a lot at work because we're all on computers and headphones a lot of the time we talk in person but we set chat at each other all day 
and in our our platform we have profile pictures that are constantly changing uh you know like uh, mine was recently of sylvester stallone and oh and then i changed it to mcmars because i'd watched the dirt uh, oh yeah <laughs> which we but uh mine, your first I think, I profile think my, picture do you remember what it was my first profile picture i remember this it was, was it walter sobchak no, no. <laughs> uh, another thing see. we share okay okay my very it first was a, a guy with giant eyebrows Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Do for Howard Do for from Howard, the nineteen eighties movie Dune. Yes, and I was like, I saw it. <laughs> We're in the same room, and I just took off my headphones. I was like, dude, that's kind of my first your go-to. profile picture. Ah, yes. Uh, and you're like, oh, you know what that is? You know, and so it turns out we're both Dune nerds. Yeah. Uh, the book Dune by Frank Herbert. Probably my all-time favorite book. Yeah. Uh, I, I, terrible I, movie that I love, <laughs> but the book, you know, the book. We're is. so on the same mind on that. I'm like, <laughs> they're they're rebooting it with a new movie. Yeah. It has a director so on board that I like. It. Some of the some of the casting choices I really am a fan of. So much so that I'm back into, uh, when I first started and we first met, I was in the middle of reading uh, the prequel trilogy right, the, the house expanded universe the expanded yeah. universe and since then i'm now uh rereading the initial series oh really well i'm in uh god emperor dune oh yeah um cool yeah so Weird book, we man. like we clicked on day one about yeah. just someone knowing what my profile picture was, and I was <laughs> yeah. like that was like the first sentence yeah. like chris and i are gonna get along really well totally uh, we, we've nerded out over yeah. dune and uh uh, what you name it, like. If you haven't the, seen the movie, and if you have seen the movie and you don't know what we're talking about, there's a character named Thufir Howitt. You know, go Google, you know, Dune eight eighties movie and look at the cast list, and then just like look at a screen cap of this character because they they made his eyebrows like <laughs> they're just insane. Gnarly. They're just yeah. absolutely <laughs> they're disgusting, insane, <laughs> and they're amazing. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite characters. But then from to, the book, yeah, to Me just ha- to just have him be like that weird looking, yeah. and like just the, the casting of that first movie is awful. <laughs> I mean, it's just Sting is in it, <laughs> and the soundtrack is uh, done by Toto, which I love. Toto, the but, soundtrack's phenomenal. Yeah, I love that. It's soundtrack. just like if you put it on paper and present it to someone who didn't know it existed, they'd look at it and be like, "This isn't. A, this can't be a real thing." <laughs> Yeah, this can't be a real thing. Like yeah. the most revered sci-fi novel of all time <laughs> has Toto doing the soundtrack yeah. and Sting is playing one of the villains and like Brad Dorf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, uh, who I love, but in that also they gave him oh, giant pa- eyebrows. Patrick too. Stewart is in it. Oh yeah, and he ha- he's both bald and has a mullet. <laughs> it's yeah. the best thing ever. <laughs> and that's the thing. As much as I, it sounds like I'm bagging on it. I adore it. I love that movie. Oh, me too. But it's it's. Let's not pretend it's yeah. great. It's Lo- terrible. Yeah, love it. Love it, it for has, what it is. Which it is has yeah. unforgivable deviations from the book, and yeah, uh, it it just has weird casting choices and weird uh, whatever. But it's fun. weird aesthetic. Like you know what? The first time I saw it, I hated it. I hated it. And My- then I read the book, and then it's funny. You'd think it'd be the other way around. If you read the book, then saw the movie, you're gonna hate the movie because yeah. it's so not. But for me, it was like I actually kind of understood what they were going for right. after reading the book because it's a pretty unclear movie. Like, yeah. I actually think it you'll enjoy it more if you have read the book, even though it's such an egregious deviation. <laughs> yeah, it. Like, 
there's just so much exposition to establish in the movie that that's kind of it's, yeah. its weakness. And if you have that Absolutely. to draw on in the book, you can just fill in the gaps and forgive a lot. There's a version of the movie, I saw it on TV one time, that's narrated. And I, I don't know what the story is behind that, but I think it must have been put out later by people who are conf- or because in response to people who are confused. I think they is actually did a, I don't know. I think they actually did a theatrical release of the narration. Oh, really? I think so. I okay. don't know. I'll have to check on well, that. Well, it's, it's funky, but it, it... Hopefully there are classical composer, guitar, dif- disc golf nerds who are also dern- dune nerds who would just know this, and they're going to like chime in. Please and, email and like, me, yeah. chris at classicalguitarcomposers.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, disc golf nerds too. That's the... So, Barker, uh, it's fun to chat with you like this because yeah. usually we're at work and you know we can we chat, but we got to work. Yeah. But we do disc golf together, mm-hmm. and we get a little bit, you know, a thing of excitement. The Worlds next year is coming to Utah. The World yes. Disc Golf, World Championship Tournament for Disc Golf. I can't, I'm so excited, and I don't know why, because it's like it's the same players who come here every year, but we're going to go watch them play for the world title. Yeah, and, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It's like an hour drive. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It'd this awesome. year, uh, I so I don't. It looks like this year is going to be a little smaller, the Utah Open. Um, and maybe it's because in preparation for next year. I don't know. But I don't think it's like a tour stop. Hmm. But they're having the tournament. And like I saw Ricky Wysocki is coming. Right. He was last year's champion. That's so in a couple weeks, though, isn't that? Beginning of yeah. May. First weekend in May. Yeah, but Paul Macbeth is not signed up as of this podcast. Interesting. Uh, What's up, Paul? Now, uh, Paul is my favorite disc golfer and that's like saying tiger woods was your favorite golfer in like <laughs> 2000 you know yeah but i don't care he's I, you know but i but it's not like uh it's not like team sports where you're like root against any you know i like yeah. them all. i root for them all but i i just i'm a paul Macbeth fan man no i, I gotta gotcha. tell you something about last year parker when i went up there to the utah open uh i I, I went there having no idea what to expect. I'd never gone to it before, you know. It's like I, but I've I've watched disc golf for years on right. YouTube, and anyway, I was like, uh, I went into the club. Like we got there, and so I needed to go into the club. I needed to go to the bathroom, and I go into the clubhouse, and Paul Macbeth is just like hanging out on the couch. He's just, and the, you know, the disc golfers are really accessible. Yeah, and yeah. which is cool because you know it's not a very. Uh, it's it's pretty popular, but it's not like yeah yeah you know that I just like that they're accessible. But anyway, I'm not. But I'm not gonna walk up to somebody. I'm just I just don't. <laughs> yeah, you're you're ki- you're I not feel that like way. a jerk to do yeah. that. I'm not that way, and it's not to say I'm not like uh, nerding out over it. I just don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit too cool to do that. I too guess. cool. <laughs> no, not that I'm too cool. I just uh, <laughs> I just don't have that in me. I guess. Yeah. But it was it kind of threw. I was like whoa. You know, it's like, it's like why right should I go, there. Yeah. go in the bathroom and, you know, I'm washing my hands and there's this guy in there just chatting at me, uh, also washing his head, right? And then Paul Macbeth walks in uh, to the bathroom and, like, it's kind of small. He kind of, like, he's like, excuse me, you know, I have to elbow past yeah. me. And I'm like, whoa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say anything? Because if you weren't going to be that guy in the lobby, tell me you didn't. You weren't that guy in no, the bathroom. Oh, okay, no, man. I, I just, uh, <laughs> I, it was weird, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, so then, but yeah, it's so, I, I, I'm also not autograph guy. And I think, uh, well, I don't think he's coming this year, but I, I kind of regretted that I, I wanted, I want to get a disc signed yeah. by 
they'll all sign your discs. Yeah, you know they're they're very cool about it. When the McBuzz, the inevitable McBuzz is made, having Macbeth sign the McBuzz, that's got to happen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like you know, so they have their discs there, right? And uh, they're so you know, there's you can buy all the all the companies are there selling. They make like a signature series, and then sometimes even like a tour series. Yeah, for their discs. Yep, and you can I think you can buy like that a disc for that tournament too, like at Utah Open. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I I did not bring a dollar. Gotcha. To spend, you know, and yeah, but I would like to buy a disc and get it signed by. Paul, it's a, like I wasn't gonna have one of my discs signed because then right. I'm just gonna throw it in a bush and lose it. You know? so, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I uh, I don't know, man. I I think. Uh, well, I don't know. It, definitely at the worlds, I think I'll probably buy like a, a whatever a disc. Yeah, it'll be expensive. I bet. Yeah, like, but I'll never throw it, and I'll I'll get it signed by Paul Macbeth and maybe some others. Yeah, but uh, well, it's gonna be. I think it's going to be a really cool world to go to. Number one, that's a cool thing to say, to go to the world championship of anything. Know, right? mm-hmm. But, like, especially considering that, like, two of the, like, really great, r- revered golfers both switched endorsements, like, this year, right? Uh, Ricky Wysocki oh, yeah. and Paul McBeth are both, you know, yeah. they've basically different, swapped, different brands. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I've just been interested to see, like, how that type of adaptation is and, like, they they... I liked it because they also did like what's in my bag, and like Paul McBeth did one where he did like just his drivers, just his mid range, just his putters. Right. Like that's the type of content that they released because you know they're all changing, and then to watch them like implement that into their game, like it's gonna be cool. There's like a yeah. there's a there's a different. I, I feel well, like there's a different type of competitiveness in it now, where it's like it, I yeah. I've, been interested in that too I don't, I don't know i mean they're all so good that like <laughs> that's they the could probably throw anything <laughs> that's the other but thing too, I, yeah. I yeah i imagine like you have this go-to disc in your bag that like it's just like when stuff ain't working i'm gonna grab yeah. this disc and, and you just, just know exactly how it's gonna fly you know yeah, what the fade's gonna like, be yeah, you're, you're just gonna... like you've thrown it ten thousand yeah. times why well, i'm I, probably to- we're probably totally wrong but yeah yeah i, I, I can't that say that i've d- i am i but, could do that but the world's i guess by then that's a year that's still a year away, so they'll be a little. That's probably, true. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well dialed in. Yeah, there's a there's a the a lot less people signed on to the Utah Open this year than last year. I don't know if the camera crews are going to be there. The Interesting. Is, uh, it must not be a tour stop. Maybe maybe yeah, maybe it's not a tour stop because they're like maybe there's like a we don't want to play favoritism or thing because like maybe they specifically leave out that as a tour stop the year preceding when it's going to be uh, the. World champion, although championship, although that means yeah, I don't know. I, I, my, I, the ignorance is coming out here. I really don't know. Yeah. I just I like I to go no chuck idea. discs and watch people yeah. who are good at it. And that would discs, seem like an odd choice know. to make, just because like a, a good course is a good course, a good event is a good event. Like it doesn't seem yeah. like that. There's like bureaucracy or politicking in that. But again, could be naive to that too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Turns out, you know, they're all really nice to each other in person, but they all just hate each other. And like, there's all this back. You know, backdoor <laughs> under the table dealings in the world of disc golf Be- behind the behind the disc. Exactly, like VH1 special in twenty years. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the big one of the biggest sports scandals. Yeah, in, in you're Jeremy calling like I cannot stand Nate Sexton, and I had to do all those <laughs> all those Joe all those spin- <laughs> yeah. Which those no, two guys they're, commentating they're, together. They're so good. I love. The, they're my favorite commenting. I love the way duo. disc golf production is. Yeah. I love the it, Jomez especially you know, for me. Not does live such a the great way. Job. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love it. 
It has yeah. like it, I it, love it, it has the look to... and feel of a professional sport, certainly. Mm-hmm. But then I think they hit it on every way, like the the information they're displaying on the screen, the pace at which they do the flyovers of the hole, like how quickly they cut between golfers. Like it, it feels like you can watch a card and be engaged and get the information you need. It doesn't feel like it's too slow. It doesn't feel like yeah. it's too rushed. The commentary is like right on. Like I think they're very much with the times. Yeah, and I, and very good at like. We're not going to try to be golf. Yeah. Well, We're disc golf. We're going to – they present the sport in yes. a way that it, they don't try to copy it. Yeah, it's and it could be that it's just a limitation fantastic. of them, like, not broadcasting those tournaments, but instead they're like, yeah, I think they're it, doing it on I, YouTube. I suspect it's – And it's, I feel like it's just the best um, way to consume sports like that, right? Like, me too. if I – like, I'm not interested in golf, right? Yeah, I, I know you're not but, the biggest sports fan. But, but, uh, but, uh, but like, if a whole tournament – were condensed into something like that. Oh where, yeah, where I could see, like, you know, live golf is insufferable. Just dumb it down for me. I'm admitting that I'm <laughs> a dumb guy, right? Well, and cut and that stuff out, and I yeah. like I would be. I found myself being a fan because again, we're talking about people who are like world champions at something, and the concept of golf and being able to like, like Tiger Woods is a good example, right? Where like. The way that the consistency in which that he plays is staggering to me, but yeah. I just can't handle <laughs> watching golf. It drives me crazy. But if they, and I don't want just a highlight reel of Tiger Woods, like I would like to see like each, the whole round. Yeah, I'd like to see the whole round. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see each stroke, but like, strip that stuff out. And golf it, is presented like they bounce from player to player, hold it, and, yeah. and it's fine, but it's it's so live and slow and yeah. 6,000 commercials. It's like they know. could learn something from Joe Mez. Those guys have Maybe, got it. Maybe I don't, you know, really I don't know though. I don't know if it would work. I really don't know. I, I, I like disc golf how it is. Yeah. And I like it being different. And <laughs> no, I mean the pro golfers could learn from what Jomez is doing. Oh yeah, I know. I, oh, okay, I, I okay. just don't know if it would yeah. be as interesting with ball golf. Yeah, oh, no, but then I got again, you. I don't think ball golf is interesting. It's good. Golf point. is one of those sports like who likes golf that doesn't play it. No uh, one watches golf that doesn't. Yeah, play Yeah, you made a great point earlier about that exact thing. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, yeah, right? It's not really a sport that uh, people who don't golf or have experience golfing. Yeah. Or at least disc golfing. I've well, never, never golfed by that standard. I don't watch golf, so I guess that is one way of proving yeah. it. Like when I was a teenager, I, I golfed, you know, right. and I watched golf and was interested in it. And then when I stopped golfing, I lost interest. I don't. Hmm. I couldn't tell you who won the Masters last year. Right. I don't care. Um, same with uh, like in the early two thousands when poker suddenly. Got oh, really popular! Like World on, like, Series of poker, yeah. like World Championship, and every poker. like we were all playing poker at night, Saturday night, <laughs> late. You know, <laughs> I'm watching freaking poker on TV, yeah, and I'm like rooting for certain guys, and like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like thinking back at it, like uh, that, w- w- I feel like a loser. Uh, but if I'm doing something, I get genuinely interested in it and i like watching people who are really good at it do it yeah. and that's like disc golf uh you know yeah i don't see me ever not disc golfing though it's like yeah uh, i'm with you like it's it, my favorite thing in the it's world, such a great thing besides guitar like <laughs> i just like that it gets you things. like gets you out and uh it's it's like low impact really right like i've been recovering from a foot surgery and like i know yeah. i'll be able to like confidently go disc golf but additionally it just Cost-wise, it's also a sport that makes sense too. Yeah. Where like oh, yeah. you get a lot of runway with your money on that. That's how I started. Yeah, I mean, because I I I wanted to. I I like to golf. Right. I used to anyway. Uh, and it's just too expensive. Mm. Like for me anyway. I I just it's not. I 
it's really fun, but man, it's a lot of money to, to do yeah. that as a regular thing. And I just kind of started disc golfing to try to scratch that itch. Right. And ended up, it, it's different and I like it better. Yeah. And it's well, much and it, cheaper. It's so nice too that you can do it all on your own. You can do yeah. it with buddies. You can, there are yeah. like, there's almost always a club or a turn or like something in your community that's also doing like, tournaments or competitions too mm -hmm. so like the way that you engage with it can be really personalized as well so yeah you're you're actually the one who introduced me to disc golf and like that's the other thing i was maybe surprised about not on my radar at all but then we <laughs> went like on the first time and i was like oh yeah this is great i sucked i was terrible yeah. i still suck and i'm terrible but oh, i still I, I, it's really great i enjoy it we're lot. not on jomez videos <laughs> and we're sitting here doing a podcast exactly <laughs> well, <laughs> or, but, i don't know <laughs> You know what uh, is cool about podcasts is it's like I have a show and I'm not qualified to have a show. I just have a show because I decided to have a show. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> if love, you will it, I love the modern world. It sometimes. is no dream. It's awful and amazing yeah. all at the same time. They're definitely perks. So yeah, okay. Well, this has been fun, Parker, and uh, total blast. I I want to have you on the show again, and maybe it'll be to just come BS about disc golf just because I'm paying to have a podcast and <laughs> I'm just going to have another, you know, we'll see. I think uh, that's as good a reason as any. Yeah. But no, I do appreciate that there you, you have, you are an amazing engineer and <laughs> mix it like you're mixing. Just, I love it. I love what you do. So, and, uh, I've learned a lot from you. No, oh, I appreciate it. Um, a lot about the recording process and about um, a lot more advanced things than we talked about today that I didn't know. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so Thanks, thank man. you for doing this. No, um, absolutely. Before you go, here's the thing I wanted to. Oh, I, okay. I have a game. Okay. Because again, I like podcasts where they compare Iron Maiden to hockey fans. Awesome. And not where they talk about Tom Brady's throwing mechanics. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're going to nerd out. Well, we nerded out about classical guitar recording. Um, I, I've made up a game. I made this up this morning cause I wanted to do something kind of fun with you. Okay. And, uh, it's kind of like one of those, would you rather games? Okay. Maybe I didn't make this up. I mean, I did, but maybe someone else has too. So yeah, sure. I'm not intentionally ripping anything. No, else. I gotcha. Or that other game, uh, something Mary. I think you'd Gill. be hard <laughs> pressed to like win legal action if you <laughs> had the rights to oh. the would you rather. No one can uh, play would you rather without... Yeah, Can, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does Michael Jackson's estate not own those rights? I have or? no idea. Uh, okay, so I don't have a name for the game, but the well, I'm gonna name it right now. It's love, hate, or never heard of it. Okay, I'm just gonna list things. Some of these I think I know the answer to. Okay, um, but mostly I don't. Like I know you well. These are questions. Like I don't know your opinion on these things. Okay, but love, hate, or never heard no of. There's no room for subtlety here. Oh, okay. So there's intentional difficulty. Like, okay. All right, I'll tell you what, where I got the idea from. Remember that time we were talking? I don't remember why, but I was telling you about my relationship with the band Tool. Oh, is yeah. would be I would describe as <laughs> yeah, I remember this. my least favorite band that I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And so if I were playing this game with Tool, I got to go with I hate Tool. <laughs> I, okay. I, I do not like Tool enough to justify I gotcha. that I saying I love them. I got gotcha. you. And I almost do hate them, but no, they're they're my least favorite band. So that it's I it's a like. black or white, on yeah. or off. It's a yeah. There's you can, no you can squirm, but I want an answer. Okay, you, you all can right. Sh- yeah, I don't know. What's more fun <laughs> to let you try to justify your answer or to just make you give an answer? With we no won't note over there. We right. won't note over there. Okay, <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Hanson Mbop. <sighs> so it's love, hate, never heard of it. Yeah. I know you've heard of it. I yeah. know you know the song. Yeah. Oh man, see. <laughs> like I love that it's a thing but I hate that it's a thing. Uh I'll say hate it. Really? Okay. No, I say love it. <laughs> I don't want to make you second guess. I no, just... no, no. It's like I'm trying to imagine the time and place when Hanson released Umbop. And the truth is, oh, I was their demo. Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely That's loved awesome. it. That's awesome. So, okay. Yeah. See, so I'm a little bit older than you. Right. And I was like too cool for Hanson age secretly like the song. So <laughs> I was, you know, I'm of the opinion. I think uh, I'm going to have to go with love it because I have like specific recall about liking that song. And okay. like, I, well, yeah. I'm of the opinion that you either love that song or you're a liar. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, okay. You're going to hate me for saying this, but it's like, I always say to, I always give our friend Jeremy a hard time about like, because he likes sushi, and I know you like sushi, yeah. but I always say no one likes sushi. They just like being a sushi guy. <laughs> <laughs> no one actually they like likes being sushi. the type of person who goes, yeah. I, li- I love sushi. I actually do like the taste of sushi. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Oddly enough, I think, I think, I, I think we're saying There's the same thing that, right? about Hanson. Like, like uh, yeah, my history is that I like loved that song. And so anytime I think about it, it's always a positive reminiscence. But then like I go watch the music video and I go, I think I hate this. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I def I don't. You know what I mean? Like okay. we've touched a nerve. This it's kinda is like it's kinda I... like if you love the movie George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser and you watched it when you were seven and then you're like, I love this movie and you watched it when you were twenty five and you're like, This is not <laughs> Hold up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to that point, I have not watched George of the Jungle since I was, I don't know, probably not seven, but I've not watched an adult because I'm preserving it in my mind. If you ask me right now, I would say I love George of the Jungle, but if I watch it again, I might hate it. Dude, you, you've got me so excited for the rest of okay. the Okay. <laughs> it's all over the place. You I, got me I came up edge. with a random thing. Okay. That I legitimately <clears throat> want to know what your answer is. Uh, okay. So I love, I, I, by that standard, though, I can't list a single other song that Hanson did. Do you know what, Aaron and I, my wife, we checked that CD out from the library. Yeah. And it wasn't good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All no right. offense to the Hanson yeah. brothers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got you. That, that song has a charm, and it, it yeah. invokes a time and place for it's a lot like of people. And really the rest of the album does Like, excellently, you know, catchy uh, what would you, how would you classify the hairstyle? Like, the... Oh. They look like girls. The bo- I don't the, care like if it's Corey 2019. Like Corey from Boy Meets World, like uh, pr- really well coiffed and combed out hair, jean, like, like baggy jeans. Yeah. With like a 90s Levi, kids, like a baggy Levi jacket. Just a lot of jeans. There's a lot of Levi. A lot of jeans. <laughs> everything's, you know, yeah. jeans. You know, yeah. and like a red and white stri- striped t-shirt underneath. Like that's that vibe for me. Well, you know, and the the long hair. They were very famous for looking like girls. Yeah, yeah. And I get like. It, you know, as a teenager with long hair, uh, before I was able to grow a beard, 
you right. know, and I was just like in junior high school with long hair, you know. You ran, I probably you looked like that? Hanson a little bit. Gotcha. You know, I probably looked like a girl. Everyone and thought I you grew were a up Hanson in the 90s. No, I, I didn't. No, people did not think that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was, uh, always had a t-shirt representing something. That gotcha. I, you know, <laughs> that was a yeah. t-shirt. Your affiliations were well known. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's that dude who's always wearing a black Sabbath shirt. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. Long haired. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, you ready? Yeah. I have a whole list. You I, got I, me I, nervous now, but yeah. Okay, uh, we're going way different direction. Rodeos. I hate it. I, I, I hate oh, it. see, like, I hate it. Yeah, I'm it. talking like bull riding and calf roping. Rodeos. Yeah. Mm. I haven't, I've never heard of it. Uh, see, the, I hate it, but the thing that I do like about it is like the corn on the cob that you can definitely get at a rodeo. Okay. But that's for me the saving grace. I so think we're, I'd we're going with hate it or never heard of it. <sighs> I've been. You never, you've been to I've a rodeo. I've been to a rodeo. Well, then you can't go with never heard of it. Yeah, I can't go. No, no. It's, for me, I, I, yeah. there are things I love about it, but ultimately I have to say hate. Because if I were there, I'd probably be like, I'd rather just be home. and like, my, <laughs> I'd rather be home in my pajamas, like yeah. listening to a new album or, you know, watching something on Netflix or chilling. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, so I'd say, awesome. I'd say I hate it because I can't. it's not strong enough for me to say love it. No, I, li- I like this game because I'll make my as own a podcast listener, I know that I, this, it's fun to get to know the people you're listening yeah. to. So we're getting to know you a little bit. Okay. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Hate it. Really? Yeah. You're such a Coen Brothers fan. I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. Man, okay. I was, I was underwhelmed Coen. by it. Yep. See, th- so that's the thing. That's that's my impression of it. I am a huge, huge Coen Brothers fan. I think that for me, I would have liked to see a full movie that was just Buster Scuggs. Oh, that, Do you know what that I mean? Skit was I, honestly, yeah. I would have liked to have that seen a full Coen treatment of like any one of the small vignettes, like yeah. the one where the guys like talking to the vein of gold the whole time. Like oh, yeah. you know, and he's like Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, Tom, was, yeah, yeah, like. I want basically I, the thing that fell short for me is that I I, I love the Coen Brothers. This was so them, like look aesthetic. It had all the trappings of the, of a Coen Brothers movie that I really 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 loved. I just I think wanted a full movie of Buster Scuggs or a full movie of any one of those things. And so for me, okay. I ended up being like a little underwhelmed by it. And so it doesn't get a love it. Yeah, and that's I, why I, I'm really polarized because I wouldn't necessarily say that I hate it, but I, I don't I'm, like I'm making you choose. Yeah, I'm I don't like you, it enough uh, to say that I love it. See, I'm I'm more on the side of lo- reluctantly love it, mm. but I I don't love it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I I didn't. So the the skit with Liam Neeson, I oh. as hilariously yeah. horrible as that ending was, just bored me to tears. It just got so monotonous. That one, and w- then the 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 planes. Those two, I think, are back to back. Yeah, they just. But I the, loved the last one. The one with Liam Neeson is the one that really bummed me out the most. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like it, it was monotonous and unsettling, and then the way that it ended, like that's I just tragic. had a pit in my stomach. Oh, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I honestly, I think that's what they were going for. In oh, yeah. which case, they nailed it. And me, it was effective. Me being underwhelmed by Buster Scuggs did not affect my opinion of the Coen Brothers at all. I adore them as much well, as I too. always do. I have my know? lesser favorite Coen Brothers yeah, movies. Yeah. But, uh, I know. love the Coen yeah. Brothers. And you can't always make the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> okay, you ready for the next or one? Or Fargo. Or, yeah. Go ahead. I think I have ten left. Okay. I'm having so much fun. I'll go I fat. wish I, I wish for, No. Okay, okay. I, I, you know what? We're Parker? just freeballing it. We're yeah. just we're I, taking it at whatever pace. This is going to be works. a long episode of the podcast. No, that's fine. fine. And yeah. then yeah, so it's going to be followed by awesome music. This I I really dig what got sent in this week. Anyway, cool. So this should be fun. Hippies. 
Don't worry about offending anybody. Just tell us how you really feel. I love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love hippies. I hate hipsters. No, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking I, like stinky. Oh. Uh, <laughs> tie dye wearing hippies. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just, yeah, me too. And I'm a deadhead, as you know. Yeah. My favorite band is The Grateful Dead. Uh, one, of the, I think it was I, the second day that I knew. I have some wonderful friends who are hippies. I freaking can't stand hippies. Yeah, since like we work in music, and on like the second day of us working together, it's like naturally, it's like, hey, dude, what music do you listen to? And you're like, I love the Grateful Dead, and I hate Deadheads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not Deadheads. I said hippies. 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 Sorry. I love Deadheads. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Deadheads come in many colors. Yeah, and yeah. Shapes and such, whatever. They are, they're all like a, a little bit hippie at heart. And there's the full on hippies. Yeah. Well, but it sounds like Grateful Dead I, fans I like are so... People like me, there's a little bit of hippie in me, and I think that's why I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> All the things that are self-deprecating manifest themselves in a hippie, and so you hate those things and yeah. therefore hate hippies. I went through a, a hippie phase when yeah. I was like 18, and my love of the Grateful Dead, you know, it. yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know... Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty like lukewarm about it. I can't say I never heard of it, but like, I guess I. I've there's spent, nothing really that's like. I've spent too much time at, at music festivals with people just whining about why they can't just sit at music video or music festivals, uh, mm. you know, taking shrooms and <laughs> yeah. all the time, and why why the someone else just can't pay for that? And right, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, I got you. Oh boy, I hope I haven't offended too many listeners that are no, I'm just kidding. You know, hippies might hate dead like there are some faction of hippies who hate deadheads. Well there's there's full on hippies in the deadhead world. I, I mean it's it's a big world, so there's yeah, there's no yeah, way of saying uh, anything without offending someone. I wouldn't yeah, worry about true. it. Yeah. No, I hate hippies, but I love you too. I love you because I know you. I know you very well. And some of my best friends. Yeah. Guess what? All my hippie friends, they've like most of them. They have short hair now and they have jobs. <laughs> Those <laughs> because, sellouts. You know, the commune lifestyle just doesn't last. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't have a lot to pull from in terms of like true, yeah, true to guts. No, I, I gave you a piece yeah. of my life now. All right, let's go to uh, a realm I know you know well. That's uh, episode two, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. Love it. That was quick. Just yeah. love. It. All right. Oh. And I'll tell you why though. I came to a conclusion a couple years ago to just stop hating something that I love so much, right? I love Star Wars, and so I've decided, like, all right, so what realm? Can I hate it? Can I love <laughs> it at the same time? I I think I could pretty effectively argue that any one of the Star Wars movies is the best Star Wars movies. Like, I can find things in them hmm. that I think are demonstra- like demonstrable that they are excellent. The problem, like is, you in that way. the problem is... <laughs> You can also, and with episode two, very easily find a lot to argue that it's the absolute worst. So I I arrive at love it because, like, man, and this makes no sense, but when uh, Jango Fett is launching those sonic charges into the asteroid field while he's chasing Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, my brain melted while I was watching that for the first time. I absolutely loved that. And then when the Jedi finally stormed that arena, I was like, it's finally happening! You know, like, and it's sandwiched between all this, like, I, I hate sand. It, it gets everywhere, and you know, all that stuff. Right? I can make very passionate arguments that it's total drivel and absolute garbage. 
But, you know, like, there are those moments where I'm just like, yes, that's so cool. I love that. Okay, so this might be a weird cut. I'm not quite sure. We had, like, my mic went out. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not sure what we've lost. So we're just kind of. Had some cable uh, management issues, but we were just talking about <sighs> how. Yeah. Parker likes Star Wars. Attack of the Clones, and he, li- he loves Star Wars in just an awesome way, and I, he enjoys it. There's a lot of hate there still there, too. I, I know, but. Uh, I've, decided, I've decided. You can to look be... past the ugly warts and <laughs> see the beauty, and I can only see the ugly warts in those prequels. Yeah. I hate them. And I, I was pained by the Gold Edition edits for the original trilogy for so long. Mm. You know, like the You're just like whatever. I arrived at like, yeah. I gotta stop hating this, otherwise I'll always hate it. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, okay. Love, hate it. Never heard of it. Right. <laughs> Disney's uh, d- what Star Wars under Disney. Star Wars. Oh, okay. You know, I guess the the four movies as of now. Star Wars. Uh, so the four movies would be Solo, the two. Uh, seven yeah. and eight and uh, uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, just Disney's handling of Star Wars or whatever. I don't know. It's a love it for me based on primarily Rogue One. Oh yeah, man, Rogue One was good. If Rogue One wasn't in the mix there, I think I'd have to say hate it because for me they haven't really slam dunked it the way I want. I, I I would have expected. So on the strength of Rogue One alone, it's a love it. It's a pretty strong love it too because I really really liked Rogue One a lot. And what sealed the deal for me is when Darth Vader shows up right at the very end. Oh, yeah, I, I know, like, right? That, I was like, yeah, Rogue uh, One I, c- was I can forgive really almost good. anything wrong with this movie because that ending was so, yeah. so well done. Yeah, I know. I also think of the newer movies, it has the best music. Um, yeah, and did a good job. I think Not John Williams. Yeah, it, was re- it was reminiscent in the right ways. Yeah. You know, it benefited from not having to be kind of like a throwback to other elements of other movies in that, like, the plots of seven and eight are criticized as being very similar to like the original right. trilogy movies. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but that doesn't bug me. They they kinda uh, I feel like in a lot of ways they kinda needed to do that to be like, hey guys, like this is what we want to do. You know, let's yeah. like win some favor here. People people are very strongly opinionated about that. And yeah. I, I just come on the side of I don't care that they kinda rehashed the pattern. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, like I wanted to love the new Star Wars so much <laughs> that I was blind to everything wrong with it. Like The Force Awakens, I can't. I have never been that excited for a movie in my life. Yeah, because I just thought that J.J. Abrams was going to write the ship, and yeah, I, you know, and and it. I did. I really loved it the first time I saw it, and uh, and I I still would come on the side of love it. But the farther I've gotten away from the excitement, I I, I actually I don't. I don't like the way they're killing off the old characters. Um, yeah, I I, I... I wish that uh, they had... I, I kind of wish that they had just said it 100 years later and just rebooted something new, you know? Or uh, had they done it, like, back yeah. in the early 90s. I, I, well, you turned me on to the uh, Timothy Zahn books. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... Since like seeing the Force Awakens, I've read 
a lot of the Timothy Zahn expanded unit. And I, it's like, I just like this story better than what they've put out now. That was a, and, that was uh, like a big kind of prevailing bummer for me when they announced that they were making more Star Wars movies. And yeah, that's when they decanonized the entire expanded yeah, universe. Yeah, see, that's why I wish they would have kind of um, stayed within that canon and just jumped ahead. You know, it's freaking yeah. sci-fi. You could just... but. But you know, it was a selling point for me. I was excited to see like Mark Hamill come back and play Luke again. I was, yeah, that was exciting. And then it was a little disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And that's the thing. Uh, if we remove Rogue One from the equation, right? Like, yeah, that well, one I think is so strong. The one that I'm most polarized about is the Last Jedi. In that, I might be in the. From what I can tell, I'm in the minority that I I really enjoyed Last Jedi. Me too, and we a are lot. in the minority. And like I yeah. I've watched it multiple times and. It kind of confirms, like I, I really liked what they were doing, and I know that like Mark Hamill came out as being critical of the, the uh, of Luke, saying yeah. like he wouldn't throw away his lightsaber, you know. Yeah. Like, but for me, just the arc of him like putting himself in his own hermitage, and like exiling himself, like not knowing, like seeing something ugly in himself he hated and running from it. And then, like, the conclusion of that arc being that, like, Yoda shows up and he's just, like, he's goofy, eccentric, weirdo Yoda. Like, uh, Yoda, like, when from when mm-hmm. Luke first meets Yoda and he's been on his own for a long time, he's just, like, that goofy, goofy little guy. Like, that's the Yoda that showed up. Yeah. For me, I was like, man. I loved like, that part. The ebb and flow of that was so, that so good for me. And then the way yeah. that, like, Luke... And the ending is like portraying like these huge force chops to like project uh, yeah. himself. Like, I liked that. That's kind of the stuff that I like fell in love with, and I can totally uh, th- the things that a lot of people are also critical of. I-, I am also critical of too, like the the crashing of the ship before he's gonna fly into that big laser cannon thing, and like like I yeah. c- I can find myself also having the criticisms there too, but I I, I ultimately. I really enjoyed The Last Jedi, and I feel like I would watch that again before I would watch Force Awakens. And Han Solo kind of gets a, a, a maybe a shrug for me a little bit. I liked it, but I mean, yeah, you know, it, like there were things that were not necessarily how I envisioned them going into it, but it was adequately done. I would say I loved the the massive force. I loved that part with the big force projection. Yeah, I just I didn't really like the death. It, you know that bummed you out well yeah and it's not it's like i i fully expect luke to die like you know there but it was just like really that killed him like i don't yeah. know you know i just whatever oh, I get what you're saying. like the logist the logistics of it i had never even thought of it like how would that have done that well yeah i'm not I'm gonna skidding. get into i mean it's <laughs> we're not gonna get into oh that's fake but uh <laughs> right, right, i just yeah. didn't like i'm just gonna yeah. i didn't like that that killed him and you know yeah i got but you. uh you know, and then the, um, well, yeah, I don't want to turn this into a Star Wars podcast, but yeah, we got that off our chest. Yeah. I didn't like uh, the character with the purple hair, the purple haired woman. Then. Oh, okay. Lord this I, is I, my, b- I hate See, I almost, I, I, I shoved this aside, but you know, this might change it to a hate for me. No, Rogue One is Rogue One. That, this, <laughs> this, this is why. This is why. Okay. Because okay, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, what was it about Last Jedi that would put it, like even put me on the fence, like her character, I didn't necessarily, I didn't mind that that character existed, except that it was a complete replacement for a missed opportunity. I think Admiral Akbar should have been. Oh yeah, th- that character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He should have been character. the hero. Yeah, man, I just it's feel like, like of how... one of the beloved characters in Star Wars to return <laughs> to the franchise and then 
like have nothing just be a set piece and essentially then, and then just die and then someone we've never heard of yeah and uh, oh my gosh i think come and be a, a not nice <laughs> just a stupid a terrible leader yeah uh and then well yeah well i think i think if like, admiral Akbar could have made the same exact decisions that, that she did and it, it would have just landed differently and better because like more. yeah I, I don't know i just felt like the well, main grub from like the rub for me is that that's like Maybe for me, one of the biggest opportunities in all of the new Star Wars movies is like Admiral Akbar being marginalized, and really he is a pretty basic character in other other movies. But he's, he's yeah, but he's like Boba Fett. He's become a, he's beloved. Yeah. Like he, we adore Akbar, yeah. right? Like that would have been a way to just win so much favor with fans. And with me personally, I was like, I was like, man, I can't believe that that's what they did with Admiral Akbar. It reminds me of like in the Force Awakens after Han Solo dies, um, they get off the ship and Chewie just like walks right past Leia, like, yeah. like hey Leia, and she has this big moment with Ray. Ray and instead I'm just of Chewbacca. Like, Are you kidding yeah. me? Anyway, yeah. just well, all right. I don't know if we have driven anyone away from the podcast, <laughs> but um, again, we're going off the rails, kind of on purpose. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Might go a little more rapid with these. LARPing. Is that live action role playing? Hate it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, well, I know you're not going to say love it unless it's, I love that it's a thing that I can laugh at. <laughs> yeah. See, and I. Nope. Not even that. Just, uh. See, the problem is I, I have to toe a line and be careful because, like, I'm the type of guy who's. I, I'm a nerdy guy, right? So like, LARPing doesn't seem that far removed, right? Like, <laughs> my friends and I, for example, are we're, we're just now getting into like Warhammer, right? So we're like building figurines and painting them to play Warhammer, right? Oh Ta my. Table to see, see. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like LARPing would be that far removed, but I don't know what it is. Like, I look at it and I, I'm like, it's it's okay. it's in I love the it's, it's in the same You're realm. Too close to it to love it. It, well, it's, it's like, it. I, it's kind of like I look at Renaissance fairs and I go like, I don't, I don't get it. I, and cosplaying, right? Uh -huh. Like, I want to go to Comic Con to like potentially, like, see people in a panel talk about something I'm interested in, right? Yeah. But do I want to go like dress up? I, I have like no interest in that at all. And not only that, I, I feel like it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. But then I also like, but I'm also got my own weird stuff, so I'll just like. <laughs> Okay. You know, I haven't. I've clearly heard of it. It definitely is not getting a love. I, right. I put it in the. I put it in the hate it. I would. I could. I would not bring myself to do it. I don't think. I, I love that answer. I love that your answer is basically I'm too close to it and I hate it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm a super. I'm a super super nerd and not what, like for whatever it is. I just yeah. can't do that. It's not like that weird thing that is kind. Of, yeah, I've heard of it, but uh, like it's. Yeah. No, you actually like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like compartmentally, okay. they're they're kind of there. They're <laughs> they're, they're almost so in the same page. But that is that is one step, I guess, past my comfort zone of nerdery. Is what I would say. Okay. Where am I? Oh, okay. The band Fish. N Speaking a, of hippies. A, a single song is not coming to mind, and I think I'm thinking of. When you said fish, I was thinking of a band called Fishbone. I'm gonna have to say never heard of it. I okay. can't. I don't have recall for anything they've done. All right. Maybe that's embarrassing, but mm, no. <laughs> never heard of it. I guess um, it's a big deal it. to some people. They're gonna hate me. I 
I don't. I pissed off all the LARPers, Fishbones and LARPers are going to be fish fans. I like Fishbone, but fish fans and LARPers are going to hate me. Uh, Who else hates you, Cowboys and uh, (laughs) Star Wars purists? Okay, (laughs) exactly, Uh, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Slasher movies, love it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know how I am about. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. If there was a caption above "Love It," that would be where you're at. Well, maybe um, I. You know I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Not that I like them all, but uh, yeah. I. I don't like a lot, but I yeah. love. I love Halloween. I love Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. And as bad as those movies get, I love them all. Yeah. The that's the realm of my enjoyment yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Not cool. to the degree. For you, because you, you you have a lot of recall on the differences in the movies. For me, uh, it's more yeah. casual, I suppose. But it is definitely a love. It. It was like a, a a thing growing up, like watching late at night by myself thing Friday nights at a certain age. That just I don't know. Actually, I had to draw it. I used to I used to go to the like blockbuster video and just stare at the the back of the cases. Right. And yeah. fascination. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. had I always, always had to draw it. Back like in Jason the, particularly. the wonderful days of Blockbuster. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I actually really miss that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh okay. Cookie monster vocal heavy metal bands. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Like, Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I I didn't know if that was like an actual genre because <laughs> because I, I also it know be, huh? the description of like metal generally has this insane so, diversity in how you label it yeah death metal yeah, black metal right you know like no i'm i'm you know i'm prog rock prog Monster, metal yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. i got i got it not not iron maiden we're talking more like uh i don't yeah. know like cannibal corpse i guess no. I, don't, I don't listen to Cookie monster it. heavy hate metal, it so. i love iron maiden yeah i hate I, that i hate that awesome that's fun. All right. Somebody else is mad. Yep. <laughs> just kidding. Actually, uh... Dude, you just don't get it. <laughs> you just don't understand. You know? Well, yeah, exactly. No, I, just, I do, actually. I There was a period... Chris has had a lot of phases, man. I, I You know, a lot of... I know, described young you... Young Chris, I, I, you know... I, descri- I described... Uh, Long ago, I was I was talking to you. I'm really good friends with my my uncle and I were 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 buddies, and I was describing you to him, and uh, I was like, I got this guy I work with, and he's just like he's so cool, right? And like we're like that was the beginning of us getting acquainted. He's like, but he's an enigma. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, the guy told me, and this is what you're talking to me about just golfing, and he told me about <laughs> golfing. He's like, he told me he golfs like with no shirt on, right? <laughs> And then we like we started disc golfing, and so basically it's like he is a deadhead who hates hippies. He has, <laughs> he has long hair. He is a classically trained guitarist who really likes to rock, you know. And uh, we went disc golfing, and he smoked a cigar, and it was like it was amazing. And he was like 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 I was describing to him I was like. You know, Chris is just like you're. You're very signature. You know, you have phases, but like you pull from them, and they just like prevail. And it's like, uh, yeah, I I went through a lot of phases as a kid, and and there's a little bit of all of them in me now. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and uh, I'm I'm I like it. I like uh, you know. It's been I like sen- a lot of different types of music, and I'm a I, I um. That's my thing, music. You know, yeah. so I I had a angry teenager heavy metal phase, and I still like some of that stuff, yeah. and I have. Hippie phase, and I had. I'm also from 
a very redneck town in Utah, right. and uh, I grew up like in the country with you know like riding horses and deer hunting. Right. Actually, deer hunting. Excuse hunting. me. Hunting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't th- there, that. There is a redneck side of me that. Yeah. Uh, there's a song <laughs> called. It goes, "My long hair just can't cover it up." My long hair just can't cover up my redneck. <laughs> and uh, it's like my favorite line ever because I, I felt like that. Not the whole song, but that line. Yeah. Uh, the guy himself, he's maybe not the most likable dude. <laughs> I'm not even going to say he sings that. <laughs> some people probably don't, but a, a great song. He has some great songs. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know. I, uh, yeah. And I then I also like Star Wars nerd. and. Oh, yeah. 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 So. There's thing, too. It's like, yeah. Um, I was like, I think we were, we were talking about Dune, and I was like, you know what? There's this guy I work with who likes Dune. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, but he also likes all this other stuff. It's the, it's the cigar smoking disc yeah. golfer. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. I don't golf shirtless anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. I have. You made yeah. a point to mention that. I, that was a younger version of me. Okay, two more. No, three more. Okay, the Super Bowl. Hate you know, it. That annual event. Okay. Hate it. I mean, I was gonna say I, I, the only reason I would watch it is because I find the like the commercials hilarious. But even that, not so much anymore. Oh yeah, commercials. And so then it just gets just like gone. minimalized to like, all right, if I go to my parents' house and they like just buy a big spread of delicious food, then that's the level at which I enjoy it. So, but I could do that any other day of the year. So it's a hate it. All right. <laughs> I don't even know who played in the last Super Bowl. I didn't watch. It, I didn't care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was so hoping for that answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I I had a feel a lot of I legitimately don't know on most of these. Right. Some of me have like an I had suspicion. Score. I was very curious about which way you were going to go with Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And I figured that would be your response to the Super Bowl yeah. and uh No, that makes it fun. Um Okay. Fishing. Like the sport of fishing, like you know, mm, the sport of fishing, or uh, whether I enjoy fishing. I'm talking going fishing. Uh, oh man, I think I have to give this a hate it. Okay. Because I have so many times gone fishing, wanting it to be a positive experience, and I've only ever caught like two fish ever in my entire <laughs> life, and it, I put too much pressure on it. I I was too late to the game to realize going fishing means like just go chillax. Right, just mm-hmm. go relax. Right, for yeah. me, I was like, I'm gonna catch a fish. No, I need to catch this it means fish. Go get bit by mosquitoes. Yeah, and, uh, I didn't get the point. I didn't get the point of it. I think it's because when I was really young, I had like a competitive cousin, and we went on a family camp trip. My family goes on a camp trip every year, mm-hmm. and uh, he caught like ten fish and just was like aggressively rubbing it in my face, and it just scarred me. So then I felt like going fishing. I was like, you got to go catch all these fish. And then I went and went and went and never caught a fish. And I was like, it's a hate it for me. I haven't had a good experience fishing. I think I wanted to. I want to still. But who knows if it'll ever happen for me. So I I hate it. Uh Yeah. All right. Just got a window into your life a little bit there. Yeah. Scarred by my cousin who just caught so many freaking fish. (laughs) Okay. Am I gonna do this to you? I am. Hit me with it. We're good friends, right? Yeah. Online dating. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, Uh, I 
love it. It, ha- it has to be. It has to be a love it. Yes. Uh, see, I know. I know. <laughs> Up best. until very recently, it would have be been the... a passionate hatred. <laughs> so, could not be a better person to ask that question yeah, to of this game. It's it's true. So, like for context, uh, I in the last year have been I was in a relationship and married for many years, and uh, divorced last year, and then. Um, very, very hesitantly was brought into the realm of online dating via my uncle, buddy, you know. All right. And uh, I met my now wife on uh, online dating, and it was just, like, rapid, very, 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 very fast. But up until meeting her or even just doing that, I was just, like, not interested, Hate definitely in the hated category, but now it's like so significantly changed my life, and there's like so much happiness from that that it has to be a love it now. But yeah, like the conflict in there in the question is just like pure, unadulterated, fiery hatred <laughs> that is now changed to a necessity for pure, unadulterated love. And I hate that that's my answer, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's layers to this, it's an onion for me. Thank you. Thank you, Parker. Yeah, that that just made my day. Uh, <laughs> That's like a curated answer because Chris was there to like see all. Yeah, of that I, I knew the answer. Chris was I there. Just, well, there <laughs> all, all go down. Yeah, but until you ask it in that context, and just, you know, we get the chuckle about it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right, man. I'm I'm looking at our clock. I can't believe we've been going this long. It feels to me like we've been talking a half hour. I know. Which it just is flies. always how it is. So yeah, I. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. I it was really a total blast. It. I don't know. Uh, man, I've never had... This is going to be a long podcast. Yeah. Uh, Probably. I, mean, I, I don't know. I may have to put it out in two parts. So I'll see. I'll see how it happens. I've never had one go this long. So, But um, stick around for some great music. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. Uh, like, plug the music, which uh, is the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Th- this is a... Yeah. This is a... Obviously pre-taped by the time you get to the podcast. Yeah. This is the first thing I'm recording. But um, no, I'm not going to trim any of this conversation down. Oh, okay. Other than... <laughs> other than uh, the technical snafu yeah, of... Yeah, I can see the waveform. It looks like my mic got quiet for a while. That connection must have been loose. So I might have to do some editing on the... I love that we did a podcast about miking and then uh, had some mic problems in the yeah, middle yeah. of it. You're going to so have to... Uh, don't you're pull gonna, on the cord, You're going to have to cut that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't have... That's unacceptable. Unprofessional, gonna have, right? Exactly, yeah, right? Makes us look bad. I mean, well, they, no. were, they were listening to us talk about it, like, I don't know if I can trust these guys. And then we had technical issues, and they're like, definitely can. <laughs> and we'll spin it like this. You know, you're going to find that audio is just troubleshooting. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just, you know, you unplug your mic cord. I wish we had, you just like, put that disclaimer in. way earlier, you know, because then it would make sense. But that is a, a real thing. But, yeah. Well, we'll be able to work around it. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been great. Yeah, total and, blast. Uh, it's, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was uh, my conversation with Parker. Hey, thanks again, Parker. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, if you enjoyed that and you'd like to hear more of him, uh, he's actually got a podcast in the works. And once it's out, I, I will tell you guys about it because um, I know I'll be listening and uh, it'll be it should be a lot of fun. All right. Now, moving on uh, to this episode's music segment. Um, like I said earlier, we have 
uh, four pieces from Scott Niebauer. <clears throat> excuse me, from Scott Niebauer. And Scott uh, wrote, I thought it'd be fun to answer him on the podcast about this, but he says, I'm assuming your drink of choice is sweet tea, right? That's the southern style. Please don't tell me you are referring to unsweetened tea. Uh, Scott, to uh, the d- dismay of you and everyone else in the south, no, I, I drink my tea unsweetened. I like just a uh, one slice of lemon squeezed. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I tried. I went to the south um, a long time ago. Uh, I took a road trip all through the south, and and man, I I really like the south. I that was that was fun. But uh, yeah, I ordered a nice tea, and I think they just brought it sweet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess that's just the norm down there. But uh, no, I, I get it. But no, I I, I do not like uh, sugar in my tea. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like my coffee the same way. I like my coffee black. I like my iced tea black with a squeeze of lemon. You know what's funny about that? I was actually um, searching for a meme about that one time. I was going to post it on the the podcast's um, Facebook page. <laughs> and every meme I found was about, like, that face you make when uh, they bring you unsweetened tea when you ordered tea or something like that. It, it's like there was none about my side of it uh but yeah i i don't drink sweeten sweeten tea all right uh now scott writes here a little bit about me and my music born in 1975 currently based in central florida <clears throat> excuse me central florida usa I studied classical guitar and music composition in college and grad school eventually earning the title of master of music I've continued to learn and grow, and I've come to realize that true mastery of music is still a pretty far-off goal. Of course, that is also the amazing thing about music. It seems you can always learn more. I completely agree, Scott. He continues, My general approach to composition for guitar can be characterized as attempting to capture idiosyncratic things I can make the guitar do and writing those things down. I think this has led me to develop a sort of style of my own that I believe reflects modern popular music more than it does serious classical music. It is classical more just because of the technique of playing the instrument and the fact that it is, that it is written in standard notation. I like to think I write classical guitar rock music and would eventually love to realize my music with drums and bass backing, thereby creating a rock trio that performs classical guitar music, eventually adding in digital soundscapes over or above or under it. So that's great. That's perfect for the show. You know, this is not, this show is about classical guitar uh, in all of its forms, you know. So uh, thanks for sending these in, Scott. Hey, I also want to tell you, Scott, thank you for sending the score. That's a, a nice gift. I always appreciate that. Okay, uh, you can find a link to Scott's website on the episode 8 post on classicalguitarcomposers.com. I'll have a link to Scott's website there and a link um, for the purchase of uh, the sheet music as well. Okay, now I'm also going to go ahead and read uh, Scott's intro from his score, uh, talking about the pieces we're about to hear. I always think that these are good. It's a good way to put you kind of in the mind of the composer and uh, where where the piece is coming from. Um, as a composer, I always um, am interested in what the thinking was behind the, the music. So, 
Scott writes here, a suite of short pieces for solo guitar intended to capture a unique yet popular in idiosyncratic sound. Some of these are new works, some have been reworked from older ideas. They all incorporate the idea of popular rock-style guitar music being combined with standard classical guitar technique and notation. Andante tremolo creates an eerie yet nostalgic mood with a 16th note tremolo figure at the beginning that bursts into a middle section utilizing pull-offs to open strings and a more rapid tremolo. It features a descending melodic figure that leads to nowhere. Anniversary theme is a half-remembered hum-along melody at the end of, a f of the formal celebration when the chairs are being put away but the decorations are still up. It uses simple harmonies that don't really make sense, but just follow the same half-forgotten melody, cadencing here and there when they feel like it. Cloudburst Arpeggio focuses on the chime-like campanella effect produced by a descending slur pulled off to an open string, and then hammering it back on again. It begins with a straight-ahead arpeggio pattern going through the standard chord change, and then jumps off the edge of the cliff into other areas. <laughs> That's great, Scott. I appreciate your sense of humor. Okay, and finally, Mobile is a perpetual motion machine that rocks its way in, into an Arabic-sounding riff in the middle. The low detuning allows utilization of a drone on the high open D string that produces interesting sonic effects, allowing for unique sounds to pull off to open strings.
And there it is. We've just been listening to four short single focus compositions for, for guitar solo by Scott A. Niebauer. Thanks again, Scott. And it is getting noisy at my house. I think it is time to wrap this podcast up. It's been a long one. I want to thank you all for listening. Um, once again, if you have a classical guitar piece that you would like to have played on the show, just send that mp3 recording to chris at classicalguitarcomposers.com. Please don't uh, forget to go to www.classicalguitarcomposers.com and check out the episode 8 post where you will find uh, links to the sheet music for what we just heard and to Scott's webpage. And just once more, I'd like to thank uh, my guest today, Parker Robinson, for coming on. And um, I hope you all join me again for episode 9, whenever that may be. And until then, keep on plucking.